In a hidden universe, dolls are anthropomorphized and chosen for a single child, while deformed dolls are dropped into the remote town of Uglyville. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bottom of the bin. The other day, like this was a couple days ago, this was not a day that I was sick. I was feeling f- like perfectly fine. But for whatever reason, I had like three different people at work come up to me like, are you feeling OK? I'm like, yes. Why? Why do you ask? And why are you the third person to ask? Did you just look sickly or something? Maybe. Or I'm starting to think they were just messing with me. Ah, they all conspired and been like, okay. let's all ask Ben if he's feeling OK. <laughs> Maybe it's all big conspiracy. They're all ganging yeah. up on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, they're calling you names like <laughs> sickly and ugly. Ugly dolls were leading into the movie. Okay, here go. we go. Great segue right there. Ugly that's, dolls. That's how you know it's a real podcast when there's great exact. segues. That should be our thing. It's just the most, uh, most clumsy segues um it's, this isn't the first time anyway um so so ugly dolls directed by kelly asbury of nomeo and juliet also shrek 2 i guess i guess that's what he wants to be known for right yeah because that's his most tolerable i guess <laughs> what do you what do you, you don't well, like there's, shrek there's some there's i guess it's has enough cleverness in Shrek it to 2 be is, appreciated. Is, Shrek 2 is the Empire Strikes Back of the Shrek franchise, okay? And I will hear no different. Everybody agrees with me on that. <laughs> eh, I guess, like, in a way. I mean, they're both made after they made the first one. So <laughs> they have that in common, but that's pretty much it. Anyway, as far as it goes with Ugly Dolls... I was kind of expecting it to be like, you know, in the same category as the like Minions movies or, you know, Trolls or Sing, you know, all of those that are catered to ADHD, but offer nothing in terms of good storytelling. And it is, but I think it has some redeemable qualities, but not enough to make it tolerable the thing about it is like the visuals of this movie are actually really good especially for the budget what was the budget it was um estimated to be between 45 and 53 million uh i don't know let's let's compare that with something else like like the playmobile movie because that was the one i watched in preparation for this and I'm curious. Playmobil had a budget of $72 million. Um, let's compare that to... This was 2019. What was... Maybe it's unfair to compare Toy Story 4's budget, but let's just look at it anyway. $200 million. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and uh, Spies in Disguise was $100 million. Um, Lego Movie 2 was $99 million. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. double this one as well. Yeah. So this, yeah, you're you're right. The budget is 
pretty small for what it's what it's up against. And I I agree with you that it's not an eyesore. And there's a lot of nice warm colors and and fuzzy textures. All right, so let's hear your thoughts on um Ugly Dolls. It does its job. To me this this feels like watching this felt like uh back when I was like 12 or 13 uh, skimming through the channels and and on a Saturday afternoon and YTV has like that CGI Care Bears movie. <laughs> oh yeah. That's what it felt like to me. It it had the same uh tone and and yeah, it had it had this the same tone and atmosphere to it. And I think that plus the fact that I had just watched the Playmobil movie meant that my expectations were uh reasonably low for this one. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely not expecting much at all. The the thing that I think separates this with a lot of the other like really bad animated kids movies is that um a lot of the like very commercial ones it just seems like no one really cared about making the movie that they were making it was just a job to make the movie in question whereas here even though the source material is literally a product to be sold it still feels very much like there was a passion put into making this movie so i'll at least give it that little bit of credit like, it seems like a passion project. Like, it's not, like, just doesn't seem like it was just thrown together. Like, that's not saying it's good. It's just saying that, like, mm. this doesn't not, this movie never felt lazy to me. Yeah, and I, and I think it really comes to the writing. Like, I, the story isn't very special. It's, if, if you know the title, then you know, you have a good idea of what it's about. Um it's all and that's acceptance you know let your freak flag fly that kind of stuff uh also the story is by robert rodriguez yeah that's yes. worth noting um uh who is becoming a regular on our podcast yeah we should get him on with with the writing in this one um and it was again very helpful that i had watched the playmobil movie before this because Playmobil, it's, uh, it's a very uh, copy and paste rip off of the Lego movie, and which I'm I'm sorry, Playmobil does not compare to Lego. You can't build anything with it, so you can't really have any cool visuals in the movies. Like like the Lego movie, everything in, that you see, they they had the rule that you could make that in real life. Like that's that's incredible. Playmobil, it's just like. And and it doesn't even like link. To, this is now a rant about Playmobil movie. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, circle back. And another, and, and this will lead podcast. into a, a positive for Ugly Dolls. Um, so Lego Movie. Um, the core conceit of the film is the uh, divide between people that play creatively and people that use instructions, and then bringing those two play styles together. Um, this the sequel. Uh, Lego Movie Two um, goes into that uh, more with the divide between boys and girls and how they play, so it works uh, and it, and it fits with why we need this to be a Lego Movie. Um, Playmobil 
doesn't really do that. It just launches these real life characters into a Playmobil world. And then it's this adventure of gotta save my bro. It's labyrinth. <laughs> it's more, <laughs> has more in common with labyrinth than it does with, with uh, Playmobil. And at the end, really the only conceit of the film is I l- love your siblings and buy Playmobil toys. <laughs> um, ugly dolls. Um, for as as generic as the story is, uh, the the writing is very cutesy and offbeat. Like it wasn't. It felt like like they were trying really hard, but it wasn't a try hard movie. Right. Okay. It was like working. They... It was working hard, but not trying hard. Like they have a running joke in the movie where about literal naming, so all the characters have like a pretty literal name, yeah. Um, and then um, like the Uglyville and Perfection are the two cities. Um, it's very on the nose. Okay, we'll do this running joke of um, having literal names, and then we don't have to spend that much time coming up with interesting names for things. Yeah, and then a lot of the jokes were. Um, very like it almost there was almost a dryness to it. Like I like the one line where it's like, "Were you born yesterday?" And the, the, okay, so the setup is that they're all like made in a factory, like all the ugly dolls and all the other all the pretty dolls, and then um one and then they're all talking about this guy Lou, who's the leader of the of the pretty dolls. And the played one by guy's Nick like, Jonas, played by Nick Jonas, appropriately his first villain. His first villain role. As, as um, what's it called? As the, like, Amazon Prime trivia felt the need to tell me. He's like, this is Nick Jonas's first time playing a villain in a movie. Wow. What a, what a starring moment. Yeah. <laughs> what if that was his only reason for, for taking the role? He just wants to have a villain credit. Yeah. Or just to warm up for a better movie. Uh, but anyway, there's a character that goes, who's Lou? And then they're like, were you born yesterday? Well, yes. Yes, I was. <laughs> and I chuckled at that. That was I liked that. Yeah, um, that was mildly amusing. I might have exhaled out of my nose like Well, exactly, but it they they do a cute little like I love cheeky humor. Yeah. It, this is a very cheeky movie. So, um like a lot of kids movies, it has a message of self-acceptance and I feel like there's enough kids movies with that message out there that we can make kids movies about other things. Yeah. Like not that not that it's not important to like teach kids to like accept themselves and like the things that make them different are good. Like it's kids should be learning that, but every single movie they see is telling them that now. And there's 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 other things we can Right. And that's what we leave to movies like like Disney and Pixar. Um or DreamWorks. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, I'm not surprised that that was the message. And I don't really... At, right, especially if it's, it's about, um, based on a brand uh, that is also like about that about non-conformity. Thing. Yeah. So you get yeah. what you paid for, which in this case was nothing. I paid for nothing, so... You received nothing. <laughs> I received nothing harmful. Okay. You know. Um uh what i did pick up on you're talking about messages something i found really interesting in this movie the whole um accepting yourself yeah that's that's definitely a big part of it there is also a real 
uh, I don't know how subtle it was, but I got a lot of Holocaust vibes with this movie. Right, because no kids' movie is complete without giving off those Holocaust vibes. <laughs> Tell me about the Holocaust vibes that you felt in Ugly Dolls. So look at so um, if we look at the whole idea of the Ugly Dolls and how Lou wants to uh, wants uh, he has a very specific idea of what uh, of what is a pretty doll. Of what of what dolls will go on to uh-huh. to be bought as toys and be loved by children, um, because spoiler alert, he is a prototype. So he is the the quintessential, but he's never going to be never going to be sold himself. Um, which is a, I found that a nice twist with with why he is so uh blatantly evil <laughs> like there's no right. there's no obvious uh, there's no there's no subtlety about him being evil what i did find what i did find was interesting though is that he has blonde hair and blue eyes and he has a very specific idea of what constitutes perfection and he has this and and in the third act of the film he he dis he tells the ugly dolls that he's going to find them all and throw them into recycling, which I don't know if I have to explain what recycling okay. is. Okay. Um, yeah, for. I guess you could like say that's a comparison. I just think it's a generic villain storyline. Like it's not direct enough for me to say this movie is making a commentary on the Holocaust. Yeah. Well, it's it's not it's not revolutionary to say that that Nazi villains have pervaded v- almost every, yeah every, every story about like uh, conformity every enforcing, story like uh, in yeah uh, authority figures yeah as for the like twist of him being a prototype like I think crafting a film is like about just as much what doesn't go in there as what does and that did not need to be in there. I, I don't know. I, 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 I liked that there was a bit of a, uh, a, a, like he wasn't just another doll. I don't know. I, I think that at least gives a ni- a, a nice little, I want to say world building, but that just feels like an insult to J.R.R. Like, Tolkien. Like the thing is, it's like they do. They also give that moment with uh, Wanda Sykes's character. Yes, Wanda Sykes is also in this movie. The cast is pretty crazy. She's in every she's in every animated movie. That's true. Um, but she has that moment at the end where she like all of a sudden out of nowhere gives this confession of um like, oh I've always like she's like, I've always wanted to be as brave as Moxie, um, but I've always just been afraid of my own shadow. And like that arc was not like a thing that needed to be paid off. Like there were not things in the movie pointing to her having that moment of revealing that like are you are you saying that these characters didn't need to have arcs like they shouldn't have tried to develop their characters I'm saying that they could have executed it much better and throughout the third act it just feels like there's payoffs like without setups i don't know that they like lou he was set up as as the bad guy, but then like this gives a bit of backstory. I don't know if it's an arc so much. I think it's it's more like 
you know what it's like and it's not in any way as as effective but remember in uh wreck it ralph with turbo when they reveal where he comes from and uh yeah like, okay okay i can see where he's coming from i see where our, where our villain gets his anger from oh or it's like or it's like um stinky pete in Toy Story 2. It just felt like, oh, this is, it feels like that's becoming like a animated movie trope is the villain's backstory. Like they do that in Toy Story 3 with Lotso. Um, right. And it's like, it it's kind of just becoming a trope. And this was definitely not like the most compelling of the villain backstories. This is not the most anything. This movie is not the most anything. And that's that's okay for me. Um, it was just, I, I find like, especially with illumination, uh, there, there's a lot of animated movies for kids that are so generic. It's insulting. Like it's so unoffensive that it offends me or so inoffensive that it, that it offends me. And I just like when I hear a, a cheeky little joke thrown into into a movie every once in a while yeah and i can agree that like this movie is definitely like i'd say much more watchable than like most of the illumination (laughs) movies and that it's kind of like better put together and i I wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't say illumination is sorry i i'm I'm interrupting but like i i wouldn't say illumination is unwatchable um i'd say like like playmobil that's, um, and and this movie kind of hinges into what Playmobil does. Playmobil has these really big pop songs that pop that come into the story, and it and every song is just the most overproduced, uh, um, uh, auto tune garbage. Oh, that's the same with uh, this movie, and, and that's the same with this. The the lyrics and the melodies are a, a lot better than in the Playmobil movie. Um, uh, and and it didn't make my skin crawl quite as much, except for that one, uh, the one, uh, the song "Unbreakable," where where um. Wait, that's the only song Janae, you hated. That's the only song that like made me that's, cringe. That's the only song I found tolerable. Oh wow, <laughs> the others I'm just like, well, I'm a, I know what I'm expecting now. Like I the feel- first song. The first song, I'm just like, mm, I saw it in the trailer. I'm okay with it. I feel like we had very different experiences watching this movie, and I think it's because I think it's because you watched the Playmobil movie first. That you're I think just, so. Your standards I were so much so. lower. You're like, oh, the songs aren't that bad because they're better than the songs in the Playmobil movie. But I was like, every song, I was like, is this a reprise of the previous song? Oh no, it's not. It just <laughs> sounds exactly the same. I, like, okay, so when the opening number started, I'm like, oh, hey, I didn't know this was going to be a musical. And by the end of that song, I was like, can this not be a musical? <laughs> um, I think the problem with this wasn't so much the music itself, uh, but this, the production of it. Like, like the fact that our characters are all uh, played by big pop and country singers. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I guess that's two birds of one stone. You can probably teach teach pop singers how to act 
somewhat competently. Well, it's an animated movie, so the animators do 90% of the acting. Um, uh, but for me, it just felt like like they didn't feel so much like real people as much as spokespersons right. at like an anti-bullying assembly. Like I think as the as the movie goes on you start to you start to empathize with them because I think with just how generic it is it's one of those like insert yourself into this story kind of thing but um I one thing I thought was really cute in the movie there's a lot of cute things I really like the design of the of the ugly dolls um that was a bonus point for this one compared to Playmobil where they 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 try for the approach of like again ranting about the play movie um so lego movie has this really clever form of animation that looks like stop motion but it's not um because all the all the lego characters move accordingly to their to their um uh appendages and they don't really have that many so they have to do all these these cute little uh, tricks in in CG to make it look like they're they're moving their legs, but it's really just other Lego pieces put on top. It's really clever when you slow it down. Um, Playmobil, when at first it looks like they're gonna do that, where they like can't really bend their arms, and then um, uh, and then they just decide they can, and it just looks like generic cookie cutter animation, but. They're Playmobiles. Anyway, Ugly Dolls is cute. This has to be the most inefficient podcast about movies. Like we're like, okay, so to make our point about the Playmobil, or to make our point about Ugly Dolls, we got to talk about the Playmobil movie. But to make that point, we got to talk about the Lego movie. So, okay, make this point about the Lego movie, then Playmobil. Okay, now we're back to Ugly Dolls. Like, is there a more efficient way to get there? I don't know. Um, okay, the thing I'm going to say was cute was um, at the very end uh, where uh, Moxie, uh, Kelly Clarkson's character, she's this like ambitious dreamer, uh, always hoping for that day when she'll be chosen. Um, and at the end, she gets, uh, she gets chosen, and the girl, little girl sees her at the side of her bed picks her up and then she has that smile and you see that she has the same teeth as moxie i just thought that is so fucking adorable (laughs) you enjoyed this movie way more than you should have i know i know ben okay quarantine has done a lot of things to me i think this is better than an alcohol addiction i think you would agree with that um and I then, feel like this movie's handling of its message, though, is really, like, irresponsible. Irresponsible? How so? Like, to a point where, like, okay, so, like, the, what's her name? That one character who's, like, she's the doll from Perfectville, but, like, is, like, the one that helps them. The, she's, she's the black one with uh, the glasses. With the glasses, her, yes. Yeah, she's, I, she's, um, she has... Like that's her her thing that makes her ugly is that she uh, has to wear glasses. Right, but she's not falls. again in line with my my theory on on Nazi, on the Nazi thing because they want a perfect vision. Anyway, continue. I, 
I feel like that scene where she, her glasses fall out of her pocket and it's like, <gasps> and she's just ridiculed for wearing glasses. Like if you're a kid watching this movie who wears glasses, I feel like that's not going to be like something you find solace in. I feel like it's going to be something that's either triggering or just like, it's going to bring up something that you didn't know. Like, Oh, I didn't know this wearing glasses was something I needed to be self-conscious about. I, I don't know. I think like, I feel like kids are going to point, point out things regardless. Like right. really, really like trivial things. And so I feel like, like that was the charming thing with this movie is that it has, it carries itself in a way of like, like they're kids, but they're also adults. Like they, they carry themselves like this is the way our life works, but it's all up. It's all kid logic about like, what's about how things belong in a, in a specific place and how things, um, uh, and how, yeah. And it, the fact that it is so like, um, childish, but also like that the humor was still kind of offbeat. One, won me over to this movie. Um, yeah. I feel like I got a, like, there were like, the movie was sending mixed messages about the like self-acceptance. Like it just, rubbed me kind of maybe kind of the wrong way maybe it was just in the execution where like i didn't really buy the that everyone's embracing their own ugliness it just right kind of seemed a little bit like they're still like mocking the things that make them different right well in the beginning they have like in the beginning, the the ugly dolls, they use the word ugly as a positive. Like, right. Oh, you are the ugliest. And then when they get when they get to the to perfection, and and they hear that song by uh, by Lou about um, how like where he's he's basically calling everybody ugly. <laughs> okay, I see where you're coming from with this. Uh, but for me, I was thinking, oh, she's going to look at that. Moxie's going to look at that and say, oh, he's complimenting them because <laughs> of their differences. But like she immediately understands that ugly is bad in this world. Well, like it, it, She only has to ask once and then and then that tells her what's up. Um, so I, I feel like like her and the rest of them is like fish out of water characters, especially her because she's so she's so optimistic. She should have walked into that. She should have uh, spent a lot of the movie just thinking, oh, yeah, ugly's good. And then there's that moment where that that whole belief is shattered. And she's like, oh, no, because I'm different. Um, I, I, I think maybe the mixed message for me, when I was talking about the really cute moment at the end with the teeth, uh, was I was thinking... Did her parents just get her that doll to make fun of her weird teeth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes actually a lot of sense. That that can be like a and fan theory. That's <laughs> fan theory. There are fan theories for the Ugly Dolls movie. Hey, you know what? There's a whole community around the Onceler in the Lorax, so anything's possible. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. This is funny because I kind of, as I was like mentally getting ready for this podcast, I was expecting to, even though like I didn't like this movie, to be the one kind of defending it. <laughs> this, you know what this is? This is my barnyard. Okay. This is my shark boy and lava girl, baby. I get to enjoy this stupid movie, and you just have to sit there and and bewilderment. Like, what the hell is going on with Matt today? The 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 point I was gonna make if I was to defend this movie was that like I because this movie did not make money. Its budget was <laughs> forty five to fifty three million, and it made thirty two point five million. Ouch. And I thought, wait, like, why does this movie not make money, but, like, all those Illumination movies do? Like, what's what's the difference there? And then I kind of looked into it, and I realized, oh, the reason why this movie didn't make money actually has nothing to do with uh, the movie itself. It has to do with the fact that it was released on May 3rd, 2019. Do you know it was released exactly one week before that? Avengers Endgame. Uh, okay. I was going to say came, Lion King, but yeah. This came out but, exactly um, a week after Avengers Endgame. Yeah. That's that's yeah, why every, it didn't make money. And every kid is going to see that movie, even if it's three hours long. Mm-hmm. This is the movie that all the kids, like, like they their parents are punishing them. <laughs> Where You want to see Endgame? Well, you didn't do your homework, so we're going to see Ugly Dolls. Um, I'm just looking at the, uh, at the Wikipedia, um, I'm looking at the general consensus. It received unfavorable reviews from critics who called it well-meaning, but derivative. I think that's a good summary of it. I think that's, that's a perfect summary of it. Um, is that it's not like, I didn't feel the cynicism of it. I think that's where a lot of my positive points for this yeah. one come in. Cause, cause Playmobil is so transparent like it begins and ends with people playing with Playmobil toys, and I just thought this is a commercial. And to be fair, Lego Movie is also a commercial. And the thing is, is that it has a really interesting story with a lot of clever social commentary and witty jokes and great um, emotional moments. This has a lot of like toddler versions of that. Like this, this right. feels like, like Lego movie, but for like four year olds. Yeah, I can see that. I might have enjoyed it if I was a toddler. It's still much better than Space Jam. <laughs> oh, people will fight you on that. <laughs> I don't care. That movie is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't grow up on it though. You didn't, you, you, because it's like, it, it is a... Um, exactly, so I can see it objectively. I felt like there were a lot of the one thing I would say about the visuals in this movie is that a lot like if I were to criticize them is that a lot of moments felt very similar to other um moments and not in a way that felt like they were referencing as much as like ripping off. So like the recycling scene felt very much like the incinerator from Toy Story 3. Um, that song, um, what's it called? The one that I found tolerable. You yeah. tolerated. Yeah, yeah. Unbreakable. Um, that was, I got a lot of rewrite the stars vibes from, um, greatest showman. 
Um, that song she sings right after the opening number is she's looking out the windows and there's lanterns flying up. Oh, that's Tangled. It's very Tangled. Even though, like, the lanterns aren't a plot point. Like, there's no mention of lanterns. But she looks out the window and there's lanterns flying up the sky. Yeah. I think... And I think I also got a bit of Greatest Showman. I, I, I think there's one song. I'm not sure if that's the one you, if the one you mentioned. But where I just... I felt the... Um, uh, this is me from, from Greatest Showman creeping in to the movie. Well, they're, they're poppy style songs right. and they all have that kind of They're all pop sound songs. Of, they're, these are they all are, songs. Yeah. These, the, the big problem with, with these kinds of, of, uh, be yourself, uh, animated films uh, is that every song feels like the song you hear at the end credits, you know, where they bring in right. the big pop singer to do a pop version of the song you already heard, but was done more like with a big orchestra and it's uh, more nicely and woven. And so that it can in... be played on the radio right. and get more marketing. Right. That's, and that's and every song in this movie seems like it's designed not so much as like what I, like a true musical theater song should or not musical theater like a ideal musical song should be written for the purpose of pushing a narrative forward and like exploring like what a character is going through emotionally with this it's oh we got to put a song in here yeah let's make it catchy and Mm. like something that you can put on the radio yeah and uh playmobil movie does that too uh the difference is that their songs suck ass that's my very nuanced review of the music of the Playmobil movie. Lego movie uh, had the good sense to just m- focus on the one song. Uh, and that was all they needed to do. Lego movie two kind of overdoes it with uh, how many songs they, they cram into it. Uh, still not awful. <laughs> so, there's a line that Lou, Nick Jonas's character, the villain, says in this movie, and I was like, "That, that is the movie." He goes, "No amount of makeup or fancy new clothes or dollscaping can take away the fact that deep down you are ugly dolls. There's no changing that." <laughs> and it's like this: no amount of charming visuals or somewhat clever, cheeky jokes can change the fact that this movie is just straight up terrible. Here's my summary, my third or 17th summary of of Ugly Dolls. It won't win any awards, and that includes Razzies. Yeah, I guess the best you can say about it is that it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Anyways, this wasn't a waste of time question mark (laughs) um i'd say this was a waste of time this is like one of few movies where i had to pause the movie to go get some advil (laughs) are you every time we 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 start talking about this movie again it's like it feels worse and worse to you i think um (laughs) and you're sure you're not sick (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's I feel like maybe I'm just enjoying that I'm the one who doesn't like the movie for a change. 
Because I'm a cynical bitch. Yeah, I know. I know. I think, well, I, I think I'm going to start doing this more where before I watch um, what you tell me is a terrible movie, I'm going to watch something even worse so that I can sound like a crazy person for thinking it's I'm, okay. But you'll say, I'm going to go on another tangent about the Playmobil movie and then talk for five minutes about the Lego movie to set up what you're going to say about the Playmobil movie exactly. and then kind of connect it back to this one. You forget that this is all for lols. <laughs> that I'm just trolling you. I'm trolling the audience. I'm trolling the world by just eating up time. This is all just a giant filibuster. Anyways, Ugly Dolls is meh. That's my that's my opinion. I'd say it's uh. <laughs> If, if we're uh, gonna wrap adults. our opinion around it, if we're gonna condense our thoughts on a movie to a single sound, mine would be, uh, okay, okay. Mine is, eh. <laughs> uh, Playmobil is, uh, that you know what that should be a thing. Cavemen movie reviews <laughs> be the most. That should be. The most succinct reviews of all time. If uh, it's a good movie, it can be like, hey. Exactly. Exactly. You know what the longest review, or the, sorry, you know what the shortest review in, in film history is? What? It's Leonard Malton's review for Isn't It Romantic? His review is, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, wash your hands and watch your movies.